Hall of Fame. This is Quentin Wheeler. Jerry Coyne recently commented on an exhibit at Kew Gardens that subjugates science to ideology in an attempt to find justification for non-binary sexual identities in nature. This is indicative of a broader, concerning trend to make science conform to ideology. Another recent article by Coyne and Luana Maroja in the Skeptical Inquirer should be read and contemplated by every biologist because the foundations of our science are being poisoned by a conformity that dictates what we may say without being canceled and limits the questions which may be pursued by science. If science is to remain the pursuit of knowledge, it cannot be constrained by ideology. We cannot understand ourselves, the world, or the universe by limiting research to politically correct topics or selectively seeking out support for pre-existing beliefs. Galileo would have recognized this kind of ideological conformity and intolerance. I find it depressing that, after 400 years of scientific progress since Galileo, we now see words, ideas, and lines of research silenced because they fail to conform to progressive ideology. In an earlier podcast, I discuss calls to rename species whose epithets are deemed to be offensive, such as patronyms honoring figures from the past, guilty of some misdeed, real or perceived. Becoming educated and intellectually mature includes recognizing the inconsistencies, paradoxes, and gray areas that are part of the human condition. Judging historic figures by current standards, ignoring the milieu in which they lived, is as naive and unfair as expecting them to measure up to a level of purity of thought and action that current accusers fail to meet in their own lives. We should embrace and learn from history in its full complexity, including the good, the bad, and the ugly, so that we never forget past mistakes and profit by learning from them. Whitewashing history, imposing ideological constraints, and creating a societal safe space where our preconceptions and cherished biases are never challenged, is as much a threat to science as the 1633 Inquisition. Coyne and Maroja point out ways in which scientific facts are being denied in the name of wokeness, and how language is being purified, such as by replacing scientific names, and traditional measures of merit devalued, impacting how science is taught, and what science can be funded or published. Among the examples presented is the denial of binary distribution of males and females among sexually reproducing organisms, the political imposition of the blank slate theory that assumes that differences between human males and females are due only to socialization, the denial that there are evolutionary roots for human behaviors, making objective studies of genetic distances between humans and among races, ethnic groups, and populations, a scientific third rail that can never be touched, and the feel-good acceptance of diverse ways of knowing as being equivalent to the modern scientific method. Their essay is far-ranging, yet bound together by logic, a commitment to freedom of thought, and a deep respect for science itself. 
The job of science is not to reinforce a safe space where our beliefs, superstitions, and prejudices go unchallenged, where unfortunate events of history are conveniently papered over to protect our feelings, and where lines of investigation are arbitrarily closed off because they dare to not conform to current popular ideology. They quote Steven Pinker, who put the rational goal of equality into perspective, stating that equality is not the empirical claim that all groups of humans are interchangeable. It is the moral principle that individuals should not be judged or constrained by the average properties of their group. This basic moral respect for each and every individual, as an individual, is being eroded by group identity that invites unfair judgments based on the averages that Pinker refers to. Coyne and Maroha have sounded the alarm. Science is being corrupted by a progressive ideology, intolerant of diverse thought, blind to the rigor of the scientific method that threatens the growth of knowledge. Science relies on testing ideas by objective observations and experiments, on daring to pursue truth, even when it steps on toes, is inconvenient, or makes us uncomfortable. Science creates and tests the credibility of knowledge. Society then has the burden of determining whether and how such knowledge is used wisely. There is a long-standing myth that scientists are coldly objective, like Dr. Spock on the Enterprise. That, of course, is silly. Scientists are people, too, with the same shortcomings, biases, and false preconceptions as anyone else. The difference lies in relying on the scientific method to be self-correcting, to question everything, to recognize that even our most closely held beliefs are open to rejection in the light of new evidence. But this amazing property of science to rise above human foibles requires that it enjoy freedom of thought, that it not be shackled by ideology which limits the questions it can ask and the answers it can report. From scientific names of plants and animals coined in an age of colonialism to research on the genetic basis of our humanness, science thrives when it is unconstrained by politics and ideology. Science holds promise of knowledge and understanding, not protection from hurt feelings or challenges to current beliefs. There is no better way to end than to quote the ending of Coyne and Maroha's article. Quote, Unless there is a change in the zeitgeist, unless scientists finally find the courage to speak up against the toxic effects of ideology on their field, in a few decades science will be very different from what it is now. Indeed, it's doubtful that we'd recognize it as science at all. End quote. We should all thank Coyne and Maroha for their courage to speak out in defense of science and freedom of thought at a time when so many have surrendered to social forces that, no matter how well-intentioned, threaten the foundations and future of science itself. Society can wake up to social and political issues and pursue a more just world without putting science to sleep or robbing us of lessons that can be learned only from an unvarnished history that includes both humankind's greatest achievements and most colossal missteps. For the Species Hall of Fame, I'm Quentin Wheeler.